to podcast, the Pet Play Podcast with your hosts, Bexy and Michelle. Um, very nice of you to join us this lovely Thursday. Actually, or whenever we post this. <laughs> it's Thursday for us right now. It might not be for you. Right, right. <laughs> um, but today we are going to talk mainly about pet play um, and we're going to talk about how we kind of got into it, how we discovered which pets or pet we identify as, and what it means to be a pet to each of us. So, starting off, Michelle. Yes. <laughs> I have a few questions for you. Um, ask away. All right, I will. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do. <laughs> the first one I want to ask you is, how did you get into pet play? How? It's a big world, the BDSM world. <laughs> um, interesting story, actually. I first found out about it from a friend of mine who um, was into it. And at the time, we were underage. And when she told me what it was, I was kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, that's weird. But, like, like, not in a judgmental way because literally, like, we were – both always really weird like we were into taxidermy and like mm. coloring our hair and stuff like that but in a way that I was like I'm never gonna be into something like that For sure. but I was like you know you do you you do you um but I was like all right that's something different <laughs> and at the time I was like never even like into sex or anything like that I was like mm. almost the opposite Oh boy, are we gonna get deep right now? Or yeah, <laughs> it's been, this is podcast. It's been like less than two minutes. Um, so I think when she told me about it, I think I was like sixteen. Oh wow! And then, or maybe seventeen. But when I was seventeen, I had I almost said my first boyfriend, but I just realized he was my second boyfriend. <laughs> I'm sorry to the other one. <laughs> um. When I was 17, I was dating this guy, and um, long story short, when we were sexual, I was not into it, um, and, like, I have, like, very, like, negative associations with him because of that, and literally nothing he did turned me on, and I literally wow. just was, like, I think when... I think when he first went down on me, I was like, why do people like this? I felt... I relate. I relate. Dude, I felt nothing. Dude, I was like, same. I was like, literally like, looking at my nails. Like, like, I was like, why do people like this? I was like, why do people like sex? I was like, I don't get it. Even like the first time we kissed and stuff, I was like, it was... Mm, he tried to eat my face. It was, it was not cute. <laughs> So after that, and this was like my first real relationship, mm -hmm. so it would kind of like set the tone for me and like kind of set the bar. So I was kind of just like, I feel like I'm never going to be into sex because like right, right, yeah. not turned on at all. Like didn't know what it really meant to be turned on. Mm -hmm. um, so I was kind of like, I don't think I'll ever be into it. But now <laughs> I guess I was wrong. <laughs> so when like when she told me about pet play, I was kind of like, well, yeah, definitely not my cup of tea. Probably never going to be my cup of tea. And turns out I'm a liar. <laughs> um, so I basically found out what it was because of her. And then how I personally got into it, um, I think was just a slow, natural process for me. Mm. Um, 
I mean, I was always kind of like one of those teenagers who was like really into like Hot Topic and like yes, grungy yes. style and like, you know, they're like $5 like chokers, not yes. dollars, but like chokers <laughs> and stuff like that. But then that kind of led into collars for uh-huh. me. Um, so I was like wearing those chokers and stuff like that. And then I remember at one of the early comic cons I went to, I bought my first like actual collar. Mm. Um, it was like, I don't think I have it anymore. Um, it's definitely tug proof, but I didn't know what that meant at the time. Like it, I just, bought, yeah, I just bought it because it looked like a cute cat collar. And I was like, that's cute. Like, but like in an aesthetic way almost. Yeah. Or like in a fashion way. Yeah. And again, because I was like into like chokers and I was like, well, this is like a really like fancy choker. Like this is like way nicer than hot topic. <laughs> and it was like red velvet and it had like a silver O-ring. It was really simple for like what we have now but um, <laughs> simple but effective yeah it was very like classic like cat collar mm. so then I bought it for like 20 40 dollars or something like that um and then I bought it because I was like yeah I was into like the fashion uh-huh. and then that was like kind of like what started me being into like getting into cat space or kitten space mm-hmm. um but I didn't really it didn't really start until I was dating my current boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just somehow kind of came out in us. I guess I think the first... T- so, the first time was when I think um, I jokingly, like, asked him to, like, spank me. Ooh. And then he did. And then I think I, like, kind of, like, not... I guess I was being a little, like, mischievous. And I was, like oh, like, you can do better than that or something oh, like no. that. Oh, yeah. No. And then I just saw, like, I don't know. There, he just had this look on his face. And this was, like, early on in our relationship, too. So I, A, didn't know where that came from because, right. like I said before, like, I didn't think I would even be into sex, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. like, when that just came out of my mouth, I was like, who am I? Right, right, <laughs> but it kind of just, like, naturally happened. And then when I said that, he had this look on his face. I think he, because he was, A, also surprised. And then B, also into it. Right. And he kind of just, there was like, it was like a dark wave went through his <laughs> eyeballs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like the hottest thing ever. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. And then yes. like, this was like early on in our relationship. So like nothing really happened beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like he probably, I think he probably like spanked me again. But like beyond that, like nothing much happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's when we started we both kind of individually started realizing that we both might be into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just slowly throughout our relationship, I think one day I kind of asked him, I was like, like, what would you think if I wanted to be a cat? <laughs> or something like that. And I was, like, really shy about asking about yeah, that. And I, like, yeah. had no idea how to phrase yeah. it. So I'm not even sure how I exactly phrased it. Mm. Um, but then he was like... He was like, I don't care, like, whatever you want and stuff like that. Totally, like, judgment-free. And I think everything, like, happened, again, slowly and, like, naturally. So then one day I just – I don't remember what the situation was, but one day a meow just came out of my mouth while we were together. Yeah. And I was like, huh. <laughs> I was like, what's that? <laughs> Looking over my shoulder like, who said that? <laughs> but it was me. <laughs> so I guess – that's kind of how it happened for me. Oh, yeah. Like, so it was, like, super natural. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, li- little bits and pieces just kind of, like, started coming out. Right. Me. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually super funny because um, 
I don't know. I think it's funny that we're doing a podcast together since our experiences are pretty similar. Um, just like Michelle, I very early on found out that my fashion style was pretty alternative. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't Abercrombie and Fitch. Can't it wasn't know. like Hollister or like PacSun or Aeropostale. So I don't even know if you guys have these shops. You know what's funny is that now <laughs> I actually kind of like PacSun. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But like back then, everybody was yeah. kind of wearing that style of clothing. Um, and for a time I did, of course, I was trying to fit in. I was trying to be cool. Oh when God, I was so weird. Really? My fashion. Well, I was wearing black milk in high school. Oh, so yeah, I was no, going to, like, yeah. I was going exactly. to high school in super colorful leggings. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one bitch who, like, would make fun of me. Like, once oh, I was yeah. wearing, like, sneakers with a skirt, and she was like, who wears sneakers with a skirt? That's you so know cute, who though. You are. I was like, yeah, I was like, me. <laughs> I think that's literally what I said. Um, and to this day, I still like that look. It is um, cute. Yeah, it's a staple. But, like, up until, I guess, eighth grade, I was very much with whatever society was, you know, handing out each year. And then after that, I kind of was over it. I was like, you know what? High school, new chapter, new leave. I'm going to dress how I want to dress, which looking back on it, was <laughs> not the look for me. I was a scene kid for those who Were you know. full on scene? Yeah. I was like mm. back combing my hair. I think I was like 10% scene. Yeah. No, I'm like, it's hard to live the whole nine yards of being a scene kid, yeah. especially because my parents are super against facial piercings or like colorful dyed hair. So I could only go so far. Yeah, I was really into it in terms of like admiring mm-hmm. it. Like it was something that I liked. Like I would say, I would look up on Tumblr hashtag scene girl. Yeah, of and course. And I would say yeah. pictures and stuff, but yeah. I never really like fully committed. Yeah. Except no. for like a couple of piercings um, and like dyed hair. And you rock the dyed hair. Yeah. No, it looks super good. Um, I think my dyed hair was like a different. Though. It was different from being a scene girl, though. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I didn't do. have like, the bangs or like, the raccoon tails. The rat, like I, I totally get that look. Um, so back then, I started exploring more into like online clothing stores, um, thrift stores, and also just like hot topic because that those were the places where you could find clothes that made like the people at school who were popular, like they wouldn't buy clothes from there. So when I was buying clothes online, I got into the punk look and like spiked collars and like chokers are pretty big in the scene. They still are to this day. Um, And I just bought one. I was like, you know what? I want to be super rebellious. Mm -hmm. I want to show the world not to fuck with me. And, like, what better way than to wear literal spikes Spikes, on my neck like a bulldog? You know, like, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and, like... I loved bulldogs back then, too. (laughs) They're so cute. I mean, I still do, but yeah. (laughs) So my friends were all kind of like, well, Rebecca's doing whatever she wants to do. Um, And my teachers just didn't really know what to say. However, this is not about high school. This is about pet play. But it was through those experiences of being different that Mm -hmm. I wasn't giving myself so much shit when as I was growing, I found myself like being more attracted to subjects such as kink, such as in like being in the rave culture and also now in, like, the pet play world. Just more, like, taboo. Exactly. Or, like, quote-unquote taboo. Right, yeah. Just, like, alternative stuff. And, like, I've always been sex positive. Um, It came out of a place of trauma, but through, like, 
like talking about it and like growing. I've realized that I'm interested in sex, not only as a pleasurable activity, but also objectively, like mm-hmm. researching it, different types yeah. of kinks, going to classes. That's my jam. However, when I encountered age play and pet play mm-hmm. at like, I believe 17 or 18 with Scream <laughs> Kiwi and also Princess Binky, I was, I was like repulsed. I don't, like, I was just so freaked out. And it, this was not a good intro because it was with like a Barcroft TV, like documentary type thing where they were like informing, but also putting a negative Yeah, I remember spin. hearing about yeah, that. Yeah, like those documentaries mm-hmm. that aren't the full picture. Yeah. Um, so when I was it's watching like, those. From a ju- almost from a judgmental point yeah, of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or because, like a preset bias. Right, because they know that their intended audience are probably going to be conservative, straight. Vanillas. <laughs> exactly. Very, very much what mainstream society mm-hmm. is. So when I was watching those documentaries and obviously going to the YouTube channels of, right, like Scream Kiwi or Princess Binky, I was just so confused and like, wow, why are they doing, like, mm-hmm. it's so weird um, but unlike my other things that I found weird, I couldn't help but return back to it. Like mm-hmm. I would constantly check up on their channel. I wouldn't subscribe <laughs> because, oh, then people could see on my zero followers. Going back. Right. Yeah. Like I kept going back and it, it went to a point where one day I was like, like Bex, I think the reason why you're interested isn't because you're repulsed, but it's because deep down mm-hmm. you like think it's hot like mm-hmm. you think it's something that you would be interested in yeah like um, something about it was yeah attractive to you right and like I knew already at that point in my life that I was very much um a switch with more sub tendencies like I knew that already and the idea of submission and fully submitting to somebody super hot to me so when I saw the pet side of it I was like well, how much further can you submit than being mm-hmm. someone's pet and having a master, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sure, there are slave dynamics, and that's also a like a real form of submission. But for me, like the pet, the aesthetic, it was starting to grow, and I I felt so conflicted. I was mm-hmm. like, what is this? And to my knowledge, my partners at the time were. Well, my primary, she's ace, so I didn't really know how to tell her. I felt like it was a little strange because I knew that dynamic would never affect us since yeah. we do not have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but with my male partner, his BDSM experience is very, very limited and very new. And I felt uncomfortable, you know, learning about this, but also being given the pressure to teach him about it. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was just too much. So ultimately... I was trying to figure it out by myself. And I think one day I just told him, I was like, you know, I think, yeah. I think I'm a pet. And and he was like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you're a pet? Uh-huh. And I was just like, I think I really want to be nonverbal and also wear ears and a uh-huh. tail and have a leash and collar <laughs> and all of that. And it was super hard because I think I fully, I didn't fully accept myself yet. So when you told me he was okay with it, he, di- I didn't believe him. Yeah. Like I didn't believe him because I was still in a state of shock and disbelief. It was almost like you were still in denial of yourself. Yeah, exactly. And here was this guy, shout out, you know who you are. <laughs> um, 
he was just trying to be nice and being like, oh, okay, I don't know much about it, but yeah. I'm down to learn with you. I'm down mm-hmm. to be with you in that aspect. Um, so that was my first experience, and that's how I got into pet play. It's come a long way since yeah. then. But I think, like, with with things like these, it's always a rocky start. I was going to say, I think that we are both lucky that yes, yeah. our first partners that we really, like, admitted it too mm-hmm. um we're both like supportive and non-judgmental yes, yeah because that kind of reminds me of again talking about my ex that I was with um when I first found out about pet play um I remember one time I think we were like doing stuff and whatever <laughs> and he just kind of like choked he started choking me and then he was like I don't remember verbatim what he said, Uh but it was something along the lines of, like, this is kind of hot, right? And I was just kind of like, eh. And I think in the back of my mind, well, like, I knew at that point we were, like, going downhill and I was going to hate his guts for the rest of my life. But um, I couldn't bring myself to break up with him at the moment. So we were still together, but I knew I was not attracted to him anymore. I was not sexually, like, um, attracted to him and we were not a good, like, match in that sense or in any sense probably but when he said that I think something in the back of my mind kind of whispered like I think I would like this but like definitely not right now I'm yes with you. Yeah, I was kind of yeah. like it's kind of weird I was like yeah that's it was like almost like I had like another person talking to me mm-hmm. but like that person wasn't ready to like come out all the way yet oh yeah I like mm-hmm. that analogy a lot um yeah, because I can only imagine if we had, and this is this is why I hope that if you are into pet play and maybe you're afraid of telling your partner or you've had a partner tell you that, you know, they find it weird, I hope you know that it's really not that weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not that weird yeah. because there's a lot of us yeah. that are into it and we are normal human beings mm-hmm running functional lives and we're very much deserving of respect too um you're not limited by your cakes insert an applause (laughs) thank you so much um I think also though like for both of us it does help it did help that we're both really weird yeah not like in other ways like fashionably our sense of style and stuff like that Uh so like naturally I think when I first started dating my current boyfriend he like knew from the start that I was a little weird and I knew from the start that like he would be accepting of that because like it was that. it was like really obvious that like you know because I was going to like high school in like bright ass like leggings with like crazy prints on them and he actually really liked them I remember like our one of our first conversations I had this pair of black milk leggings I still have them and they have like bright blue jellyfish on them do you know which one I'm talking about I do and they're so cute <laughs> those were my favorite pair back in high school because they were one of my first pairs and like I really like marine bio and like animals and stuff and I think I was wearing that pair and I think we were emailing back in the day and I think I said something like I think I asked about um what he thought of them or like what he Mm -hmm. thought about my likings in general and then he like made a joke and he was like as long as I think he was saying like oh like I love your leggings like I love like your jellyfish leggings or like your um marine leggings you know as long as you don't like start supporting like as long as you're not like supporting like crabs on your legs and stuff like that as like a joke and I was just like 
Oh my god. And that really set the tone for our relationship. Like you know him and his jokes, like it really set the tone. I was gonna but say like, But like it was like acceptance, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. It was pure acceptance. Yeah. It was pure acceptance and um because of that I like always felt really comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. being like able to like open up to him about right. other weird stuff I'm into. Yeah. yeah. And you don't need to have a partner except you. Yeah. Like, friends, I've had to tell friends, or, mm-hmm. well, they found out through my Instagram, <laughs> but that kind of love yeah. doesn't just have to come from a partner, no, especially if you are, I don't like using this term, like, astray. I don't think anyone's astray. I think they're just single. We're just not with you. Know? Exactly, moment, yeah. You know? um, because guess what? Your friends love you, and that love is yeah. valid. Yeah. I literally wear my ears with my friends all the time Mm -hmm. and like to the point where sometimes they like don't even like notice them anymore and like I feel you I remember there are so many times where my best friend were like we would be like walking through campus and she'd be like why are these like why are people staring at us and be like mad at them and stuff and I was like um I'm wearing my ears again (laughs) she's like yeah I guess (laughs) that's so funny yeah god that's just I don't know. I love that. I love when friends can show love. Um, And I hope we have a segment talking about maybe... Yeah, like friendships and also people who aren't in the community supporting people who are in. Yeah. And ways to show that support. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. mm -hmm. No, right. Um, But I hear, word on the street, Michelle, is that Mm. you're a kitten. Yeah. And... (laughs) How did that come to be? (laughs) Um, Again, kind of going back to the first... Um, the first topic that we just talked about, I literally just one day meowed. I don't know, like, why. It just kind of came out. And again, I think it's just, like, it it was just really natural to me, Mm -hmm. you know? It was Mm kind of, like, no questions asked. It kind of just, like, came out. Right. Um, and again, like, I think when I first started getting, like, callers and stuff, they always immediately reminded me of a kitten. Like, Mm. I never really thought about, like, other animals, per se, um... And I think it's just, like, deep down, I kind of, it's just always been my personality. Um, yeah, I don't know what else much to say about that for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's super interesting, too, because I've had a lot of people DM me, especially newcomers. They yeah. ask me, how what, you know. Right, and, like, what kind of pet do you think I am? Mm, really? Yeah, I've, I've definitely had someone mm. DM me that before. And I'm not trying to roast you. Like, I'm not trying <laughs> to throw any shade at you. Because just at me, I'm sorry. <laughs> because honestly, that's such a good question, mm-hmm. and I feel for people who are kind of wondering what species yeah. or they're torn. The best advice that I give, and this is how I figured out what pet I was, is it's just something that you identify through personality traits, yeah, exactly, and also what you naturally gravitate to towards, mm-hmm. right? So, like for me, I'm a fox. Um, I can talk about the husky later, but. Since Fox is my main headspace, I know that to be true because my friends tell me that I'm a prankster, a jokester. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my moments where I can be wise, but I'm also a huge brat. And yeah. a fox is so that, yeah. right? Like super, super like joking, wily, cunning, but also smart. Mm-hmm. And that's how I know. In terms of more specifics, right? Like, well, how did you know you're a red fox? Mm-hmm. How did you know that you're an arctic fox? Mm-hmm. Dude, those are aesthetics. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, like, personally, I don't have a specific, like, cat or kitten mm-hmm. species. Right. Like, I'm just, I'm, 
And also all of my ears are like colorful. Like I'm right. just, yeah, exactly. I'm non-existent. Yeah. And it's, it, I know this sounds weird, but it's not that deep. Like yeah. when you figure it out, um, overall this should be for yourself too. So when you're figuring it out for yourself, whatever feels right, feels right. Mm-hmm. And you can switch species. I have like, for me, the husky side is different. It's more obedient. Yeah. It's not play centric. I mean, it can be, but oftentimes when I'm playing around, it's fox. It's not as rigid as people can make it sound. Definitely. Um, like, as if you're writing it on your birth certificate. Mm-hmm. You're only allowed one choice. Yeah, and honestly, sometimes, like, I feel just, like, I feel like I'm just generally a pet, you know what yeah. I mean? Not even, like, a yeah. specific, like, animal. I'm just, like, I'm just, I just feel like a pet today. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, absolutely. Like, I just feel like being submissive and having an owner and like right. that's like that's it like sometimes yeah. it is kind of just like that simple exactly um I mean if you really do care I wish there was a way that I know there are some guides um that I could link below or or really like um post on my story or whatever but I don't think it's that serious mm-hmm. I think it's just really what you feel and, and I think maybe sometimes like the more you think about it like it's not really necessary to think that much about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, if you like a pair of ears and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, I'm normally a kitten. I don't know why I like that pair of husky ears or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I like that pair of bat ears. Dude, just just go for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, like, it doesn't have to be so, like, mm-hmm. straightforward, I guess. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be so, like, or, like, written in the written in stone. Is right. that the phrase? Is that, yeah, is no, that that's the saying? Yeah. Can I just make that up? <laughs> no, written in now. stone is definitely <laughs> a thing. Yeah. Because that's... I got confused with that and stone in the... Oh, sword in the stone. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways. Because that's not what being a pet is. Um, exactly. Right, and I think that's a good segue to our last topic, which is, well, what is a pet, mm-hmm. right? Like, we talk about pet play, we talk about you or know, like what like, even what even is pet play? Right. Yeah. Um, so Michelle, like for you, what what does it mean to be a pet in this setting, mm-hmm. in this type of dynamic? I guess the simplest answer um, for me, mm. being a pet is really just being submissive to my owner, and then again tying this kind of back to the first topic that we talked about. Being a pet for me kind of didn't really happen until I was with my current boyfriend. Mm, so, yeah. I mean, I also definitely know, though, right now that I am a pet even, like, without him. Yes, Because, yes. like, if we're fighting and stuff, I'll still be, like, I'll still feel like a kitten and stuff like that. Um, but sometimes I kind of wonder, like, what would have ha- – like, if I would have – discovered it mm. or I mean I'm sure I would have right but just like how or like when I would have discovered it if it not like having that perfect timing of right like yeah that relationship yeah um so kitten space for me is really just okay so you haven't have you ever had a cat but you've like, no, but okay, I've had but you've, been, you've, been, yeah. you've met cats yes right? of course I have yes I feel like cats are kind of just like they they can, like, give no shits, you know mm, what I mean? And yes, they can, yeah. like, be really, like, sassy and, like, knock over, like, vases for mm-hmm. no reason. Right. Um, because my friend's cat did that once and we were late <laughs> to an event. But then, like, with their owner, they are, like, 
so sweet, mm-hmm. you know? Usually, yeah. I mean, it depends, obviously, on the cat and the, yeah. individu- and, and the inv- individual, as with, like, all animals, but, like, that, to me, is what my kid in space is like, mm-hmm. where... I feel like it again it's like very personality wise like if anyone knows me I'm like I, I can be a very hateful bitch sometimes <laughs> like if you cross me just don't cross me <laughs> like it, I'm all, I think that also ties to me being a Gemini like mm, mm. if you do something bad like I will never forget about it or never for, not never forget about it but like I don't take anyone's shit mm-hmm. I think is what it's like for me but then I'm like the total opposite when I'm with the right person. Right, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, it just brings out this very, like, submissive and, like, desire to please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. Yeah. So, what about you? Yeah, so, it's interesting because um, pet play is definitely different from the other BDSM dynamics that I also like such as age play or just a general dom sub um, scene. The best way I can describe it is that when I'm doing like a, like when I'm in pet space with my master, it's a crazy amount of trust and such a different bond to be able to communicate Mm non-verbally with your dom. Um, Mm -hmm. Because there's some things that you can't express with words. And I think when you are in those head spaces and you are, you know, participating in that scene, he or she, your dom has to pick up on so many different Definitely. cues, right? Like your the, mm-hmm. the expression it, that you have on your face. And you it know. makes it so intimate. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what pet play is to me because I can't really get that when I'm, being a little. When I'm mm-hmm. a little, I'm super talkative. Um, and it's very rare that I'm doing sexual little stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with it. That's just personally not what I mm-hmm. do. But when I'm in pet space, like my dom knows that it makes no sense to talk to me because I'm not going to respond outside of like sounds. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how it's going to be. Um, so the trust, the respect, all of it is in there. All of that shows understanding. It shows love. It shows care. It really shows a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, because like with any pet, you're training them, you're growing with them. <sighs> training. Right. <And> you're, <laughs> you're forging That's a different another really good journey. Part yeah. About pet play. No, seriously. Mm-hmm. The training is just as important. Um, and that's why I it's think it's special. Really rewarding. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I think you bring up a good, a good point about the nonverbal mm-hmm. aspect of it. Um, I mean, like, you don't have to completely be nonverbal. Yeah. Like, there are times where, um, for me personally, I will say, like, some, like, we will, like, talk a little bit and stuff, but I feel like you just kind of, like, made me realize something. <laughs> what did I make you realize? <laughs> when you mentioned that, I kind of realized that, like, I feel like um, verbal communication is just generally difficult for me sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I have to think so hard sometimes before, like, having a serious conversation. Yes, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I have to think out my thoughts and, like, you know, write them down and stuff like that. And I think that, like, especially with sex, it's a little bit difficult for me mm-hmm. sometimes. And I think that that might be because of my past trauma. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, that also kind of just made me remember, like, 
there was one time where my boyfriend and I were having sex and I needed to stop because I just something happened and I basically had like a moment of PTSD mm-hmm. and I didn't say anything and he like he could read from my face and like my posture that like I needed to stop and obviously like we have safe words and stuff but I couldn't use it like mm-hmm. I just kind of shut down and I like froze right but like he didn't need me to use it because yeah he could tell yes yeah so, yeah yeah isn't that so crazy <laughs> I think that's truly you know why this dynamic can be separated um obviously there are other scenes other other kinds of kinks where you're not going to be able to talk mm-hmm. but it's, it's just something different. And I think those of you guys who know what we're talking about know exactly what we mean. And there's no guesswork involved. Um, but to me, that is the core, the essence of pet play. Yes, there are other details. Just a general connection. Right, yeah. That's the most important part. I think we want to feel connected to somebody. I wouldn't give my submission to just anybody. Mm-hmm. It's someone I Definitely. want to be connected with, to grow with. And honestly to submit to in a way that's more than just pleasing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully they feel the same way yeah. about me, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully. We'll see. Most we'll likely. see. Um, and then Pepley can also be non-sexual. Yeah, That's a really yeah. cool part about it. Yeah. For me, a lot of it is non-sexual just because um, opportunity-wise, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't necessarily always have the opportunity. Yes. Very um, real. Because, for example, I was in a long-distance relationship with my current boyfriend for four years. So, (laughs) needless to say, we weren't always fucking. (laughs) But we were able to have that dynamic, dynamic, nevertheless, through, like, non-sexual ways. Yeah. I think that really really is what, like, built the foundation, honestly, stronger for, like, sexual um, dynamics. I love that. I really do love that. Oftentimes we think of kinky things as having to be overtly sexual. Like, it's not always just whips and chains. The whips yeah. and chains kind of add to the flavor. They do excite me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that concludes this week's episode of podcast with your hosts, Bex and Michelle. Um, we are very happy to hear that you've made it all the way <laughs> to the end. Thank you for sticking through. Yes, yes, it's seriously. Yeah, and hopefully we will catch you next week. So far, we are still deciding on the topic, but we hope that you answer our Q&As and um, maybe we'll talk about pet play. Maybe we'll kind of start, you know, transferring over to different types of kinks. But... We hope to see you next week, too. Yeah, it'll be a surprise for you and a surprise for us. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. But for now, that's it. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Cue outro music. Oh, God. (laughs) Do we even have an outro music? Oh, we don't. (laughs) I think I can make a song. Oh, yeah. Harmonizing. Okay.